0: it may be more beneficial for the blocker for the loan to be with the blocker and then the blocker to be the one to loan it to the llc because the blocker is a partner in an llc so there may be more tax benefits that can be obtained by the blocker as a partner in the llc if it's the one that gives the loan you're listening to australia's podcast for accountants tax talks the podcast to grow your firm
1: Welcome to US episode number 11 of Text Talks. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. Let's say your Australian holding wants to give a loan to its US operations. How should you structure this loan? Should the Australian loan go via your US blocker or directly to your US trading entity? That is the question Marsha Dungog of Withers in San Francisco We'll discuss with you in this episode. Let's assume the same example as in the last US update. Your Australian holding holds 100% of a Delaware C-Corp blocker, which you use as a US blocker. And then this blocker holds 20% of an LLC with the other 80% held by a US holding called Holdco. So my first question to Marsha is... If the Australian holding loans to the blocker, that loan gets picked up in Form 5472, which we discussed in the last US update. But if the Australian holding loans directly to the trading entity, would that trigger less reporting and scrutiny from the IIS? If the Australian holding was also going to give a loan to the US operation, so let's say a million dollars, It has been said that if this loan was given via the blocker, that it would then drag the Australian entity into the US tax system. But I think what they actually mean is that if Asia Pacific, so if the Australian holding gave a loan to the blocker who then passes it on to LLC, then this loan and the interest payments would be picked up by Form 5472 and hence would trigger the IAS interest whereas if the Australian holding gives the loan directly to the LLC then I assume that there is less reporting is that right? Not really you won't have to file a 5472 because a 5472
0: regardless of where the loan is placed is always going to be filed annually by virtue of the structure because you have a foreign owner of a blocker course so remember (laughs) but it makes it less complicated In the sense that, but essentially what's happened is a back-to-back loan, right? So in the first instance, you have a loan from the Australian company to the Blocker Corp, then the Blocker Corp to the US LLC, right? So that's a back-to-back loan. Theoretically, you would want to consolidate those or what we call do an intercom, the loan between the Blocker Corp and the US LLC, Well, it's a US LLC that's a partnership, so not part of the intercompany affiliated rules. I'll have to look at those, but generally not. So I was thinking you could eliminate those, right, intercompany loans. But the Australian company, either way, whether or not it makes a loan to the LLC or the Blocker Corp, will be receiving you know some interest payments right so it will be receiving us source income either way and if it doesn't receive us source income and those loans are you know uh, not being paid for then there's a likelihood that those loans are not actually loans, but their capital contributions, right? So they're just being used to reduce the taxable income of the U.S. entity by making interest payments or deemed interest payments, which we don't like. We're getting to the dark side of the loan restructuring and the loan structuring process. But, you know, another side of this could be that what if and more than usual, right, what we see are foreign companies. Let's say the Australian company has a loan to the blocker corporation, but the loan is inflated, right? Let's say the loan, the arm's length loan for these kinds of things would be depending on the short-term medium rate or long-term rate, applicable federal rate that is published in the IRS. And let's say instead, let's say the rate, the usual rate in the market for this type of loan would be 3.5% and then, but in the loan between the Australian and Locker Corp, we made it 10.5%, right, it's above market. So there would be a disguised dividend of you know that 7.0% riding on top of your regular arm's length rate of 3.5%. So those are those, so over loans above market are suspect for you know repatriation of income through this guy's interest payments, but really should be dividends. And then loans below market are <laughs> suspect because those are likely not loans, but capital contributions, which you know should not be on the books of the Blocker Corp as an interest or a liability. So you're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, Heidi. The issue of loans is always very tricky, and particularly for a Blocker Corp that probably has not enough money to pay back the loans. So, you know, we have U.S. domestic rules on when we consider a loan, alone loan, and when we consider a loan, a dividend. So very much like Australia and all the other countries like Canada, we have thin capitalization rules that we like to look at. And so uh, tread very carefully when the parent wants to do a loan instead of a capital contribution. But it's a reality. Everybody does loans, especially when you're starting up a startup. But let's have the U.S. shareholder make the loan, not the parent, since it owns 80% anyway of this
1: LLC. Yes, that's a very good point. If the loan is made to the blocker from the Australian holding, then that loan needs to be picked up in 5472. Yes, the form 5472 needs to be filed anyway because the Australian holding holds more than 25%. But if the loan goes to the blocker, then... The 5472 also needs to include the loan information. That loan transaction, yes. That loan transaction. If the Australian holding gives the loan directly to the LLC, then I assume there's also some kind of form that needs to be filed, correct?
0: Well, for example, the blocker corp because the LLC it has an ownership interest, right? So the 5472 would theoretically, you know, uh, cover also the loan to the LLC if it it because the blocker corp owns a percentage of the LLC. But I have never seen it, you know, whereby you have the LLC filing a 5472 to report the. The loan by the Australian company. It's not its responsibility. So the filing of the LLC with respect to this loan would come about two ways. Number one, there will be, you know, an bona fide loan agreement entered between the Australian company and the LLC, separate from its shareholding as an ultimate shareholder of the LLC. And then there will be loan payments made by the LLC to this foreign entity as a third party loan provider. Right, and then there will be what we call a withholding certificate, form W eight B bene That's a for entity that will need to be executed by the Australian company to provide to the U.S. LLC so that no withholding, because usually we just withhold at a thirty percent rate, regardless, because it's a you know it's going to a foreign
1: person. Hold on, the uh, interest payments are subject to withholding tax, aren't they? Ten percent withholding tax. The zero withholding tax is only when you have dividends from a U.S. entity that is held by at least 80%. By yeah, and you also
0: have, the you know, a 0% withholding on, you know, sales of a U.S. corporation shares by a foreign yes, entity. point. Right. So that's also okay. 0% withholding. The WABN is, you know, just to show that there is a basis for not withholding on this interest payment. Right. So I think under based on the U.S.-Australia income tax treaty. But isn't that 10 on, percent on interest? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So generally under U.S. domestic law, there would be a required, you know, flat rate of withholding of 30 percent on what we call fixed determinable annual periodic income or FDAP, FDAP. But under the article in between the U.S. and Australia, that withholding would be reduced. To 10%. To 10%. So that's when you want the W-8 B-N-E, Heidi, because the W-8 B-N-E informs the US LLC saying, hey, wait a minute, I have a tax treaty benefit here that says I'm only subject to withholding of 10%.
1: Okay, and this form, just to get it right, it's W and then 8 and then B-N-E, like luggage tech for Brisbane Airport, B-N-E.
0: No, I wish. It's B-E-N, like Ben, Oh, I see. So okay. I wish I was in Brisbane. I should be in Brisbane, but I'm not in Brisbane. I like the uh, Lone Pine and uh, the Lone. Yeah, the Lone Sanctuary. What do you call that? The Lone Pine Sanctuary for the koalas, which yes. I usually go to when I'm there. But anyway, yes. So it's B is in Bobby, elephant, Nancy, and then elephant again. And this is usually presented to the LLC before the payment is even made.
1: And it's valid every three years. Coming back to the loan, first of all, the W8BNE, that the Australian holding actually files that. So not the LLC files that but the or is is it actually that the Australian holding gives the Australian holding gives it to the LLC so that the LLC knows what withholding to do? Yes.
0: And then the LLC at the end of the year files with the IRS what we call a 1042 a 1042-S, and a 1042, which basically is a package that just provides the IRS with all of the payments it made to foreign parties and then provides the basis for the exemptions of why it withheld or why it didn't withhold.
1: So that basically means it doesn't matter whether the loan is given from the Australian holding via the blocker to the LLC or whether the loan goes directly from the Australian holding to the LLC. It doesn't make any difference because you still have reporting And I don't think it exposes the Australian holding any more to the U.S. tax system, whether they go via the blocker or not.
0: Yes, but I think, you know, if we take a closer look at this, if we had more time, I think it may be more beneficial for the blocker, for the loan to be with the blocker, and then the blocker to be the one to loan it to the LLC, because it gives the blocker, right, because the blocker is a partner in an LLC. So there may be more tax benefits that can be obtained by the blocker as a partner in the LLC, if it's the one that gives the loan.
1: Yes, and also doesn't it give the Australian holding more asset protection? Because if the LLC defaults on the loan, then you have a foreign creditor trying to get their money back, whereas if if the loan comes through the blocker, you have a US entity trying to get their money back, and isn't that a better position? Very excellent point, Heidi. Yes, that is a better position to have. You already touched on interest and interest rates and that they need to be at market, et cetera. What happens if the LLC pays interest to the blocker, but that interest is actually not paid? That would be an issue, correct? So if the LLC pays an
0: interest or deems to have paid an interest to the blocker, so you're thinking about accrual versus against, a cash accounting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just booked against the, the liability. Right. So the accounting for an LLC, the accounting method or the tax accounting method for it and the calendar is dictated by the majority partner. So in a partnership, that means that whether it's cash or accrual basis is depends on the majority partner, which would in this case be the U.S. Holdco at 80%. So you will follow the tax accounting conventions and methods of the U.S. Holdco. So if the holdco is a cash basis calendar year, then the US LLC will be a cash basis calendar year, in which case it doesn't, you know, there's different in tax accounting and, you know, financial accounting. So I think I'm very limited on the financial accounting, but on the tax accounting under the tax laws, that's what we follow would be the majority partners Conventions in terms of how it accounts for the loan and the payments that thereof?
1: It probably is better if the Australian holding does go through the blocker and doesn't loan directly to the LLC because it would get reported to the IIS anyway, one way or another. It wouldn't drag the Australian holding any more into US tax reporting than it already is. And you have the additional asset protection that you have a US entity as the creditor to the LLC and not a foreign entity. That's correct. That's a very good summation, Heidi. I'm so glad you're taking notes. So, whether you loan the funds via your blocker or directly to the LLC makes no difference reporting wise. In both structures, the loan and interest payments are reported to the IIS. Next Monday, in episode 321, Simon Calabria of Web Martin Consulting in Melbourne. We'll talk about structuring across borders using expansion into the US as an example. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to class for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.